Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104. It's Room 104. You're listening to Cormac and Saoirse here. And do you ever worry that fake news is getting out of control? And what in the name of God are we going to do about it? Because it's... I, I put my hand up. I... I've shared fake news thinking it was real news without even yeah. thinking because I think, you know, the internet's so easy for you to just retweet or reshare something. Um, and we've seen people believe certain things that are, are not true. And I think the climate we're in at the moment, everyone gets a little bit panicked and goes, oh no, this is happening. And then, then can share it around. So um, what do you want to do about fake news? You know, it's getting a bit, getting a bit mad. It is getting a bit mad and especially for me, I went down a rabbit hole of believing everything I read thinking that the yeah. world's going to end. But it really affects your mental health then because you start worrying, worrying unnecessarily because nothing is actually fact-based. So anything that you're reading online could be written by Tom, Dick or Harry. You know, they've just made it up and they're spreading it around and people are sharing it. And for some reason, your brain tricks you into thinking, believe it straight away, don't even... Oh. Yeah, it's, that's so true. And especially, you know, there was the odd voice notes that were going around WhatsApp at the start of the pandemic. People being like, lads, the army's going to be out tomorrow and the whole place is going to be shut down. And if you go outside, you're going to be tased and put into like a concentration camp somewhere. And you're like, oh, God, and people are sharing it. Yeah. One, just out of fear, I think, anyway. But um, yeah, so what are we meant to do as a as a society with so much fake news spreading all over the place, kind of like a virus in and of itself. Well, somebody whose job it is to investigate fake news, studying disinformation, studying conspiracy theories as well, which I'm sure that's a fun job to do sometimes. Anyway, uh, he's a journalist working for uh, the BBC monitoring news uh, over there uh, and around the world as well. He joins us now on the line. Uh, we'll be very welcome our guest here this evening, Cheyenne Sardar is a oh, damn it! I thought I had that. Cheyenne, <laughs> Sardar is a da. Is that anywhere near your surname, Cheyenne? Yeah, I think that's a five out of ten for for your first attempt. Five that's out of ten. That, that's we, terrible. We, we, <laughs> terrible. I do. I do apologise. My just you know, yeah, I was trying my best. It's a, it's a difficult surname. How do you pronounce it again? Sardar is a It's always fun trying to see how people try to have a crack at it the first time. Yeah, it's just my my mouth is nearly not even used to saying those combination of letters. Sar, Sardar is a de. Is that anyway, anyway better? Yeah, that's, I think that's 7 out of 10 now. 
Yeah. Right, okay, perfect. I'm not even going to try and attempt that. I'll take my 7 out of 10. But, um, yeah, we'll listen, call you back next year and he'll have a perfect <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll have it. I'll have it. I'll have it absolutely nailed. But you have obviously a really interesting and I'd say hugely important job now at the moment. Um, can you describe, I suppose, what your role is and what you've been doing for the last number of years? So um, I'm, a, I'm a journalist in a small team uh, within BBC News. Um, we have a group of about 10 journalists and we all look at misinformation, fake news, manipulation, conspiracy theories, um, mostly um, online and on social media platforms, but also in mainstream media that also happens on sort of platforms that are owned by states that might want to peddle narratives that are not entirely accurate, but sort of close to what a particular state wants its citizens to hear and see. And yeah, we're sort of every day, our shifts are spent sort of going on sort of the darkest corners of the internet and finding stuff that you know pops up on people's social media feeds and somehow they just decide to believe them. I'm definitely one for conspiracy theories. Anyone that tells me anything that is not true really or based on facts I tend to believe it. So word of mouth or you know this is a man-made virus at the moment that we're you know we're dealing with and in five years time there's going to be another one and it's going to wipe us all out and I'm convinced then in my head and then stupidly I will go and spread that. I will tell my mum. I'll say did you hear about this virus you know and and so on. And it is a bit naive, isn't it? Well, I mean, that's that's the power of this sort of stuff. And because plenty of the sort of misleading content that we see on social media is designed to um, directly appeal to some of our senses like, you know, fear, anger, anxiousness, um, sometimes even joy. And the sort of wording of this stuff is particularly designed to either get you really, really scared about something or really angry about something or confused and anxious about something. And that is when you will then go ahead and share. You may actually be aware, completely aware that what you're sharing is not, you, know, you don't know whether it's entirely accurate, but because it made you concerned about something, you feel like, okay, all the people in my circle that are following me or, you know, see what I post on social media or my friends on WhatsApp, I want them to also know about this. Perhaps even you, you, you want them to tell you that, you know, there's nothing to be concerned about, but that's how it spreads. And when it spreads, yeah. it becomes massive. And when it becomes massive, plenty of people just tell to believe that it is true because it's huge. Do you think a part of it has got to do with the fact that maybe if there's not a whole lot going on in your life, it creates a little bit of gossip or drama? I know that sounds terrible, but, you know, spreading something like this, oh, this could be happening, this could be true, and then that's spreading on and it gives someone a talking point. Yeah, I mean, it may be that as well. Um, I mean, in many cases, when it comes to sort of political stuff or elections or referendums and that sort of, that, those sorts of issues, people just share anything because it, it sort of appeals their own political biases. So they, they're very, very passionate about this political party or this issue or this or another issue that they've been campaigning for and they just share it without even checking whether it's true or not. When it comes to other stuff like social and cultural health, particularly in the in the context of coronavirus, one of the reasons that coronavirus misinformation was so, so huge, I mean, the scale of, the scale of it was beyond, above and beyond anything we've ever seen. The numbers were just really, really like, so we, we were shocked to see the numbers during the peak of the pandemic. That's probably because people were just concerned for the safety and well-being of themselves and their loved ones and their family members. And this is a new virus. Plenty mm. of we don't know about it. Even back in March or February, there was plenty more that we didn't know about it. Now we know a little bit more, but still there are plenty of unknowns. And when something is not entirely clear, 
clear to you and you don't know all the details, but you do know that it's quite dangerous to you and people that you love. You just tend to share stuff. But this is one of the reasons the number of fake health advice, uh, supposed cures or treatments for coronavirus, not just in this part of the world, but around the world in different languages, we've been tracking them since March. But they've been really, really viral. And that's because, you know, people are concerned and they were like, okay, plenty of people are dying. Maybe this will work. Maybe, you know, gargling salt and water will sort of yeah. help you. Maybe having lemon with honey will help you. And that's how it spreads. How long does it usually take you to, like, debunk a story that is, that you've seen popping up online? Uh, well, it depends on, on the story. It depends on sort of, you know, what it is that is being shared. Sometimes it can take quite a long time. But there are the times that, you know, there's something that is much easier to debunk. Like, you know, as I said, if, if it is, you know, just gargle salt and water and it will help you or you sort of, it, it will immune your, it will boost your immune system. Or there was something in India that was massively viral. It was like cow dung, you know, or a combination of cow urine. It, it was going around that taking vitamin D tablets. So I went out and got vitamin D tablets. Yeah, yeah, was- yeah vitamin D, also vitamin C was sort of, that was another one. Uh, I mean, these, these, these types of things are a bit easier because you can just contact a doctor or someone who's in the health sector and you can ask them, you know, is there any evidence for this? But there are other examples that are a little bit more complex. So you see a sort of long post on, say, your Facebook feed and it has some advice that is actually accurate, but also mixed in there is some stuff that is a little bit more dubious or, say, theories about the origin of the coronavirus. Yeah. You know, whether it sort of started in a, uh, in a Wuhan market or whether it came out of a lab or we had also back in January, February, we had claims that it sort of traveled from Canada or America. You know, all of this stuff is a little bit more complex because even the researchers and scientists who've been looking into this for months and months now are still not entirely 100% sure about the origin of the virus. We, most scientists, when we speak to them, tell us, yeah, we still think it was most likely, you know, it, it, it jumped from animals to humans. But there is still like a 10%, 5%, 20% possibility that maybe, you know, there's something else at play here. So with those kinds of, with sort of conspiracy theories and misinformation of that kind, it becomes a little bit more complex because even we and the experts who look into this stuff don't exactly know, don't have all the answers. But let's say, you know, something like 5G might have caused coronavirus. Okay, that's that's easy. We know that's utter nonsense. Yeah, you're going to anger some people listening to this now who are filling up their <laughs> petrol tanks to go down and burn down some 5G towers uh, around the place. And some people are just, you know, there's, there's no convincing them. I said, it doesn't matter. It's like a religious belief that they have. They're like, no, no, this is it. But speaking of kind of conspiracy theories, you're obviously been studying these for a while. What has been, um, I don't want to say your favourite conspiracy theory, but some of the maddest kind of theories you've come across and, and had to like debunk? Well, I mean, there's there's plenty of them. As, as, as I just mentioned, like there was one early on during the pandemic um, and it's sort of, it's continued somehow, you know, it's still really, really viral that Bill Gates and his foundation, the Gates Foundation, somehow knew about the virus back in 2015 and they own a patent for the virus. And so the reason they sort of let the virus loose on the world is because they have these vaccination programs and Bill and Melinda Gates want to make quite a lot of money out of it. I mean, on the face of it, it sounds ridiculous, but yeah. it is really, really viral and it's traveled all around the world in different languages. Look, plenty of people are just ready to believe this stuff. Or something else, you know, I mean, moving moving away 
away from coronavirus like I mean QAnon if your listeners are familiar with QAnon again this is a really really big conspiracy theory in the, in, in the states that somehow President Trump is in touch with some people in US military intelligence and one of those people or a few of those people are now sort of dropping secret information about how they're investigating a group of elites linked to the Democratic Party and also people in Hollywood and the entertainment industry who are secret child abusers and these people are sort of going on 4chan 8chan previously it doesn't exist anymore 8con now and sort of just sort of dropping all these hints about how this investigation is going on and John F. Kennedy Jr. who died in the 90s after a crash after a plane crash mm. uh, is actually not dead he's still alive and he's secretly working with President Trump to uncover all of this I mean that's madness but again plenty of people believe it But Cheyenne do you ever find yourself kind of going oh like maybe you come into work hungover someday and you're just going through these things and you're just like oh my god what if and you have to snap yourself out of it and kind of go hang on hang on hang on let's let's go through a process like you must have a, a checklist to, to, to bring yourself through so that you don't maybe fall into some uh, conspiracy rabbit hole and come out the other end going it's all true yeah I mean that, that's the danger of it I mean I it's all you know it's very likely that I'm, I'm going to be mad myself as well by <laughs> yeah. just looking at this stuff all the time yeah. but yeah as, as I say because we sort of see this stuff all the time some of it is just oh okay this is another version of that one right, uh, you know yeah. this is this is an iteration of the one we saw last year you know it's just somebody's just changed a few sentences or a few words here and there so that happens as well but yeah who knows maybe maybe, maybe I've, I've gone into madness as well you know when something goes viral and it's just getting out of hand altogether how do you control debunk the myths around it well um, we try to um, I mean the best way of doing it first of all is to provide the evidence against it so you know just saying this is mad or you know this is insane don't believe it that doesn't cut it you have to provide the evidence like you know when we say all these claims about 5G somehow causing coronavirus is nonsense we don't just say it we have to provide the evidence that you know people who are experts in tech in health have looked into this and you know there's absolutely no reason to believe this or claims about as I said about all the fake cures about coronavirus that's sort of been spreading around the world again you talk to medical experts and they tell you for this reason and this reason this is nonsense um, so it's always important to provide the evidence the problem for us is when something becomes mega viral like you know millions of people have seen it in different languages in different countries yeah. by the time you've investigated it and put out your debunk of that piece of misinformation it is highly likely that the same amount of people that saw the original claim will not actually get to see the debunk and there's not much we can do about that we can only hope that you know at least some of them will but with really really mega viral stuff it's highly unlikely um, that you know once by the time you've produced your own story your own piece on you know why this is not true all of those people that were initially convinced by it will also see the debunk so is there do you think there's like going forward that there might have to be a, like responsibility on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram to try and like stop the spread of fake news? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, obviously, initially when these platforms came about, you know, their point of view was, you know, we're just a third party. We're just providing a platform yeah. for people. Uh, you know, they put up whatever they want on there. It's not none of our business. But in a way, they're sort of victims of their own success because they're all so massive now and they've become such an integral part of people's lives that now the sheer amount of content that is produced on there and the amount of people around the world who actually are on those platforms and see those pieces of content it doesn't it, it means that they can no longer say oh we're just a, you know we're just, we, we have a hands off 
approach to all of this and you know it's not our, our responsibility specifically when you have a global pandemic and you have fake treatments and cures that might actually mean some people will try them and they in many cases they might actually be harmful to people or as you said in case of you know people going and burning down 5G masks that is again an actual physical uh, risk to people uh, yeah. we actually did, a, did an investigation last month and we found like in some parts of the world people have actually been hurt because of coronavirus misinformation like for example just just one example in Iran um, there was this message going around on WhatsApp and Telegram and other messaging app that alcohol uh, if, if you drink alcohol that will kill the virus in your body not sort of alcohol at the booze that we drink in pubs or bars or restaurants but sort of industrial alcohol mm. and plenty of people just believed it and, and drank it and obviously they were posed poison about 400 people actually died within wow. like two months because of drinking it and plenty more people like 3,000 people I think actually were, um, were had to go to hospital uh, because they've been poisoned by it so you know it can actually cause serious damage and it's the responsibility of the platform specifically when it might cause actual harm to people to step in and stop it because it's being shared on their platform it's just it's freaky because as I said they've, they're so big they're, obviously these platforms are built around sharing because that's how they, they grow and that's how they've been engineered to grow to increase users and the like But um, so apart from companies coming in what would you say to someone any advice from, from you guys and yourself on how to treat maybe WhatsApp messages you're sent or stuff you come across online that you might be you know tempted to go oh god I have to share this like any 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 advice for those people yeah so so quickly the first thing i would say to your listeners is always be suspicious of what you see on social media feed just because it's popped up on your facebook feed or instagram feed or your twitter feed doesn't mean it's true in fact there's plenty of stuff on there that is not true so always stop and think before you see something does it look like it's true does it look like it's something reliable and then check the source is it is it a source that you know if you don't know that source why is it that you don't know that source could it be that you know it's not entirely reliable go on google you know google is your friend when it comes to checking this stuff see if there are any other sources reporting reporting this one two three any other major news organizations reporting this if it is a story about america just check whether any american sources are reporting it if not you have to ask yourself why is it that americans are not reporting this but you know a source in india is reporting it always ask yourself you know does it look like it is something that may be too it's sort of appealing to my emotional senses like you know it's trying to get me really really angry it's trying to get me fearful of something uh, it's trying to get me to shout at my screen if that is the case then again you have to ask pause and ask yourself why and just because something has been shared by tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people again this is the power of social media you see something popping up on your feed and it's been retweeted by 20,000 people or on your Facebook feed and it's been shared by I don't know 200,000 people you immediately feel like you know if I don't share this I'm losing out you know it's like I, I haven't seen this or I'm not in on this story you immediately hit share so just because it's massively viral does not mean it's true be aware of that as well and also always think about biases I mean it's a particular story about say a, a party and it is coming from a source that is known to be hostile to that party then you ask yourself could, could it be that this story maybe is not entirely accurate or if it is about a particular issue that you care about but is coming from a source that is not known to be objective about that issue again maybe it's not the best idea just try you know variety of sources with different uh, viewpoints and different biases so that you get something you get a better understanding of a story perfect sounds good yeah sounds very good it's all very scary though isn't it yeah and you definitely shine and have your work cut out for you for the, the next few months especially 
you know, with all the election stuff kicking off in the States, I imagine that's going to, uh, you know, uh, have you under a huge amount of uh, pressure and work for the next few months. But listen, um, where can people follow you on, I know you're on Twitter anyway, but the best place to follow you online and kind of see the stuff that you're debunking and putting out there? Yeah, on Twitter, um, I'm on at Cheyenne86, so that's S-H-A-Y-A-N-8-6. My DMs are open and my BBC email is also in my in my bio, so by all means, please get in touch. And if you've got stories, you know, we get plenty of stories from actually audiences. You know, they email us or they sort of share on social media stuff with us that they're seeing on their phones or on their social media feeds. Obviously, we can't see everything. So there's plenty of stories that we get from audiences. So by all means, please get in touch. Lovely. Well, listen, Cheyenne, Sadar is a dad. Thank you very much for oh. speaking to us this evening on FM 104. Great. Thank you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.